So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? It's another week. You know what that means. It's the FNBA podcast. It's me, Kamish. What's up, Arch? How you doing? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited to be back, and we actually have a huge announcement for the listeners. We have a lot of huge announcements, but let's start with yours. So the big announcement we've been talking about this for weeks, maybe years, is we're we're uh, we got an interview on the way. Mm-hmm. But it's just not this podcast. It's next time. It's one of those things where. Once we figured out how to do it, it's like pretty embarrassing that it took us this long to get do, to get going with interviews because it was super easy to do. I disagree. I think now that we know what we're doing, it's really easy to do, but it it's not like you just download an app and you can just start interviewing people. That's true. But I mean, I don't know. We we're a little bit like is that the word barbaric? Like we're just very old like like caveman about how we do a lot of our uh, technology stuff, if you can't tell by um, certain ways that we do, like editing and things like that. But I think it's funny, and it's always effective anyway. So, yeah, uh, interview's coming really soon, so hopefully that'll get more people um, excited. Let us know who you want to hear come on the podcast. Um, lots of interest from high-profile folks in and around the Air Force Academy, so uh, that'll be really exciting. And, um, yeah, that's some pretty good news. The... Other breaking news that I got today, uh, first starting to talk about football season, Air Force, the opening line against FAU is plus 22. That's not good. That means that Vegas essentially has opened up and the line's going to change and they're saying that we are effectively going to more likely lose uh, by about 22 points. So everybody can bet either um, above or below that. Um, that. You hate to hear that. I'm going to take a leap and say that it's because there's just not, there's no reason to do a lot of research on Air Force. It's not like the books are going to be losing a ton of money on it. And again, I think that line will obviously tighten up like way in the future. That's just to get like a little bit of buzz going. Um, but I, what, I don't know what the draw is about, um, about FAU at all, other than the fact that they have Lane Kiffin as their coach and it's like a nice geographical area. I think any football team, any Division One football team in Florida is kind of automatically treated with a little bit of respect because you think that they're just going to pull some of the local talent in and they're automatically going to be at least have like a, a firepower of an offense. Yeah, um, so I did find a little, I did a little bit of research and I was looking into it. Air Force right now is, project, it's like one of those things where it's it's dumb. It's just a, uh, a writer, like a college insider, basically ranked Air Force at number 78. Uh, for the pre- 2018 preseason college football rankings. And he did a ranking of 129, so 78 out of 129. Uh, I don't know, that puts us at the bottom, like, 75%. All I have to say is let's prove him wrong. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, last year we went 5-7, and 4-4 four and four in the Mountain West, Mountain West, and 4th in the Mountain Division. Not great. Uh, and then I think our they had the plus-minus at games this season to be at four and a half. Is that what you said? So I think we can crush that. Um, 
just looking at the schedule, I'm I'm always confident. I think that we can always beat um, both service academies, and then we're always going to come out and beat Stony Brook, who is our our opening game this year. I think we'll be able to take them out pretty easily. Then why would we not be able to take out some teams in the Mountain West? Um, some big graduates. I know I saw a few players in the draft coming out of some of the West, out of the coastal teams uh, in the Mountain West this year, and then. Um, I don't see a lot of strength coming out of Colorado State unless they have a few younger guys step up. We're returning some good players. Our biggest loss, in my opinion, um, well, on offense, it, Tim McVeigh is gone, but we've always we're always deep. I think on running backs, um, we always have some pretty successful players. Then having Grant Ross was a uh, was a pretty big loss to the to the defense. That's like a little bit of a blow. But I think that Grant Ross was a really really great player. He seemed quiet. He didn't seem like he. Um, wanted to take much of a leadership kind of role on the field. And that's not for me to say whether that's true or not. That's just observing on the TV. So maybe somebody on defense. Um, we have, like, Marquise Griffin, is who's playing corner, uh, had that amazing play last year against uh, Michigan where he essentially saved a, a touchdown on that play. Um, and then we've got a few good players like Arian Worthman coming back at quarterback. Really excited about that. Uh, Lakota Wills, he's our boy, <laughs> the anointed one. He's returning at uh, linebacker. So really, really excited about that. I think hopefully just being a little more seasoned, having a little more experience under the belt for the offense, If as long as they play a little bit smarter, I think the talent is there. Uh, really finesse team, not necessarily speed, uh, but not necessarily as much bruising as like having Tim McVeigh just run through and just catch bodies on his way to the end zone. Um, but So I think it's going to more so be somebody needs to step up on defense. Yeah. I also I think it's kind of funny doing the – like you kind of you said, they probably don't do too much research, but I feel like for all the service academies, it's really hard to judge kind of how their season's going to end up on anything other than the year before, because typically we're not bringing in the you know the big time recruits every once in a while, but typically that's not the case. So you can't really base it off the new talent. It's always kind of based off of uh, what they saw the year before. And as we know, I mean, I think when we were there one season, we went two and ten, and the next we were like, you know. 12, no, 12 like, and 2 quite literally yeah, yeah. 12 and 2 so it's with kind losses of a quick, to quick like turnaround. with losses to like a top 30 team and then um just like a one off in in the mountain west so yeah i completely agree it's an interesting way i think to look at um to look at our team but i i like coming in with and i'm not necessarily saying that we're oh we're underdogs because we always have to be realistic I think about the way that we look at our season. Uh, we really need to chip away at the wins. Come out and say, okay, what are we going to do first and foremost to win the Commander-in-Chief's trophy back? That's that's goal number one. And then after that, we start chipping away at teams in the Mountain West. And then if we can bit, win one of those big games. Um, again, we're not this year we didn't go with the route of playing um, a Michigan or an Oklahoma or anything like that. We went the route of playing FAU. And maybe they're going to be okay, but uh, I think it's, it's a big recruiting trip like we did a couple years ago when we played, uh, I think, Georgia State in the in the Georgia Dome. So um, four and a half wins, I'm comfortable saying that we're going to get over that. Um, I think that that's a ridiculous line against FAU. I would, if you have the ability of sports book, I mean, sports gambling is um, now open in Delaware, I believe. If you have the ability, go get a ticket right now uh, on that line and and put your entire uh, cadet paycheck on it because I kind of like that. So the kids are on ops right now to Nellis and uh, Nellis and what is it, Dover? Dover? Yeah. Actually, yeah. If there's anyone on ops who's headed to a, a sports book, uh, why don't you go ahead and send us a 
send us a DM and we'll, I don't know, we'll maybe do something kind of illegal where you, we send you gear, you get us a, you get us a ticket. That'd be awesome. Um, all right. I, so that's, can uh, I say something feels, real quick? Yeah. What's up? It sounds like you're just about to say, but that felt good. That felt real good. Football that's what talk. I was going to say. Like it's, it's football season to me. Um, uh, and I, I think that's the ultimate dream. Are we eventually just going to be this, the sole guys who just, well, I guess we're not the sole, but it's like us and the Sea Springs Gazette who get to cover Air Force football. That's the dream. <laughs> it's a weird dream. Uh, I kind of hope we don't realize that dream someday, but maybe well, as a side gig. Yeah. Uh, number two, or I guess number three on our list. This isn't an announcement, but uh, it's almost Father's Day. So as long as, uh, you know, if everybody do something special for your dad, I know what we're doing, uh, something special for our hockey dad, uh, Coach Saratore. It's one of those things where he didn't adopt us, we adopted him. And uh, I don't know if he's comfortable. He hasn't paid any uh, child support to us uh, other than any wins. I don't know if he's even noticed our existence, to be honest. Doesn't, doesn't, he's acknowledged us a few times, and we've learned that uh, through his daughter, who is also a USAFA grad. Um, yeah, but I don't know. He's, he's an absolute quote factory. He just <laughs> brews up quotes and just spits them out and... He's a fantastic coach, quite literally one of my favorite people uh, on the on the Air Force Athletics payroll. Um, him, along with the Khaki Don, uh, Coach Calhoun, those are my two favorites. Uh, so be on the lookout, <laughs> Coach Territory. We've got a Father's Day uh, Father's Day card in the mail for our hockey dad. In all reality, though, if anyone can kind of cue, in, cue him in on our uh, the fact that he's paid no mind to his two podcast sons, It'd be yeah. kind of nice to know that he at least is thinking about us and uh, knows that we exist. Maybe we should have just like flown out there this weekend and just showed up at his office. Like, <laughs> hey, Dad! Bring your bring your podcast sons to work day. Yeah, go for a skate with Dad and have a little shoot around. <laughs> Slap the puck around a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we could make it happen. We just need to be a little bit more uh, intrusive. I know, and maybe he can teach me how to skate backwards. I went to a, uh, they used to have stick and shoots. I don't know if this is like a hockey term, but it was like on Wednesdays, you'd pay like two bucks and you could rent skates and I did like a stick. And all these guys who played hockey, like in high school and stuff like that, would just go and play a little like pickup game. I got out there and I was like, fine, I could like skate forward and shoot around and stuff. And then they were like, okay, we're going to do just like a little bit of, uh, like, like three on three kind of thing. And, uh... I learned that I couldn't skate backwards because when I tried to get on defense, I was like facing the same direction that they were shooting in. I think that's and it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I think that's one of those like underrated things nobody thinks about. Like yeah. I've been ice skating a few times. I don't know if I've ever even attempted to skate backwards. Yeah, it's tough, and it's one of those things you should definitely learn. That and the hockey stop, I was beginning to just like kind of crashing into people. Yeah, it's, and that's acting a go-to. Like yeah, and acting like I was throwing a hip check, and they're like, "Yeah, but you like crumbled before you even got to me." I was like, "Well, <laughs> watch yourself." Yeah. All right, uh, up next, we're going to get into some segments. First, we're going to do You Know What I Never Got. Uh, you want to start us off? You're going to put me on the spot like this? So Yeah. yeah I, was, I was wavering whether I was even going to bring this up, but uh, you know what I didn't get? What? And it's not for the reason that you think, but I didn't understand the people, no offense, who graduated, let's say they graduated Thursday, Friday, they're getting married at the Cadet Chapel immediately. Nothing wrong with getting married right after graduation. My only question is, don't you want to get away? Like, you just have this burden lifted off your back, and now you're going right back to the place that tore you down for the past four years. 
Well, and I'll kind of spin zone it, like, positively. It's sort of the same idea as having your birthday right around Christmas time. It's like, why would you want to double stack the holidays? Like, you're going to probably just get, like, graduation presents or wedding presents or... Uh, and it's, like, 60 days. Like, no. And get out, graduate, enjoy your 60 days, finish it up, and then once you get on active duty for a few months or whatever, like a year, save up your leave, and then that whole time you can just go take your leave. I don't understand using doubling down and using 60 days as your honeymoon. That sucks. That's true. That's a good point. I thought you were going to spin zone it into saying Christmas and a birthday at the same time are kind of like two amazing things to happen at the same time. I yeah, thought you were going to say, like, there's two terrible things, like, you have to be at the academy even longer, but... Well, I mean, that's true. Well, I will say, the academy, leaving it, and I said this last year, I told I told pretty much everybody who I talked to, I was like, if you would have told me that I was going back to the academy within 20 years of graduating, I would have called you insane, and we were back way within 20 years of us graduating, and... It wasn't that, it wasn't bad. Like, I didn't have, like, the, the scary, that, that sort of sinking in the pit of your stomach feeling when you would drive up and see the, just see the yellow of the side of the building and, like, ugh, <laughs> just bad. You see the, the parking lot's full, so you know that the squadron is going to be filled with kids who you just don't want to talk to, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't get that feeling. It felt all right being back. So I guess maybe if you're there for your wedding afterwards but the other thing that's also weird is that there's going to be so many cadets around on my wedding day i didn't want to be around a bunch of i don't know i don't want to be around a bunch of like military people even though that was pretty much my entire wedding party but still regardless and it was at a uh, military chapel but who's counting yeah but not you saw it true um but so that's, here's, that's what i didn't get the, i mean but i, I yeah, understand the, the benefits well, the biggest benefit is that especially if you're going to a pilot training base and you have to uh, stay in the dorms, you get that magical slip of paper that says, nope, I'm married, I don't have to live in the dorms. So that's awesome. That's true. There are benefits. So, so maybe I would suggest to some kids go on 60 days and go to Vegas and get one of the, like a Vegas marriage just so that way you can get that slip of paper. There's yeah, nothing you, that could go wrong with that. No, even if it's just somebody you just met. Just make it happen. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, so that's pretty good. That's just a legitimately, you don't, you don't understand that. It's no, I just, I didn't, it. I, yeah, I wasn't like, I just didn't understand it. It's like, wouldn't you want to get away? Um, so we didn't do, for this next one, we didn't do our due diligence. I don't even know when I-Day is. Do you know when it is? No, but <laughs> to be honest, I, I thought it was like going to happen sometime in the past two weeks. I did I forgot that there was a gap between graduation and I-Day. But yeah. uh, then we kind of did a little bit of advice in the last podcast, and we got some feedback from some future duallys asking, like, for advice. And I was like, they still have their phones? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but it turns out they hadn't even graduated high school yet. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been receiving those messages like, hey, can you uh, do a thing about for the class of 2022? It's... One of those things where it makes me very proud of what FNBA has done and what it's become, and not pumping our own tires here, but it's just like, I think most people, it kind of is whatever they want it to be, whether it's an alumni network or something that's just daily, like, funny stuff if you're a cadet. Uh, but I will come out and say, as much as I appreciate the support uh, from the class of future class of 2022 and the high schooler kids and Civil Air Patrol and all that stuff, this is not for those guys. So if you're along for the ride and you want to enjoy it, go ahead. But I don't even know what to say when I got 
Civil Air Patrol kids who send us, uh, and this does happen, Civil Air Patrol kids sending us messages of them smoking, like, army kids in their local high school drill competition saying army and navy play for second <laughs> we're like dude no we're not talking about that we're not talking about in your local high school to make fun of the uh njrotc kids we're talking about like west point and navy football and stuff so it's yeah. just i don't know appreciate the support me. but you know. yeah thank you please keep buying stuff but um yeah, it's like no. you what you said on the last podcast where if you're not a cadet or don't have any association with the academy and you're, and you're listening to this, first off, why? Second off, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's all we really have to say about that. So that, that just cracked me up. But yeah, you know what? For uh, those guys who are about to go in, another thing I love is, and this it's mostly athletes, so I don't know, it's whatever, but of all the kids who have committed like their sophomore junior year, I've seen kids' uh, Instagram bios that say you saw a class of like 2024 <laughs> like what are you dude get through sophomore year of high school first <laughs> and then then worry about committing to Usafa and how, like what you're gonna do like i don't even know if they're gonna have meatball stroganoff by the time you get there they might realize how <laughs> carcinogenic it really is and get rid of it so you never know yeah in due time we'll get to those classes though but uh anyway so the reason why we bring this up is because we're doing an fnba uh I day do's and don'ts. Um, so just some do's and don'ts. Like, like what do you got? All right, so this is, I think we're both kind of doing this on the fly a little bit, but yeah, it's a trend item if you haven't noticed. Um, do bring a ton of stuff, everything you can need for your, your dorm room. So you should be hauling in probably three or four cardboard containers full of stuff and maybe... Uh, maybe rent a U-Haul, have your parents drive it out there with you. Uh, it's probably the best thing to do. You don't want to leave anything at home because, uh, it's going to be a real pain to get it there after basic. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. Well, and if you don't know, the joke there is you will actually be carrying your crap all over the Tizo that day. So, um, I've seen kids who bring their own like rolling trunks and those are fine, that kind of thing. But I've also seen people who bring just gigantic duffel bags and you're not allowed to wear them like backpacks, so you're <laughs> don't just don't bring anything that you don't want to be carrying. Basically, is uh, the biggest thing. They're gonna all, they're gonna give you all your uniforms. You can get all your stuff after basic, um, but yeah, that's it's brutal. You always see, especially like a lot of little girls will be, or just like smaller people will have like fifty pound bags. I guess fifty isn't that heavy. Like one hundred fifty pound bags, and they're just carrying it back and forth and back and forth. Also, that kind of reminds me. I think in processing day is the least efficient day ever because they do everything in the warehouse and you have to go back to Vandy like five times. Yeah. It's like, I think they do that intentionally though. Cause they're like, ah, we have like four hours to spare. How can we kill this time? Like, ah, just make them run across the TSO 10 more times. That'll fill it. Yeah. Uh, which that brings me to a do not. And I'm being serious on these two. I know that last one, like it was a little sarcastic. Uh, I'm being serious. Do not, Show up early. There's no reason for you to show up early to just get there and basically get yelled at. Uh, The kids who, when they do show up early, what they do is they give you, like, your manual, and then they basically tell you how to just get your room in Sammy, and then you have to sit there, and it's really awkward because you're still in, you're not in uniform yet, and you're just like, am I in basic, am I not, and there's people (laughs) yelling at you, and I think the upperclassmen, cadre are kind of uncomfortable with it, too, uh, because you haven't really done anything. But, 
yeah, it's just really weird. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Um, do not cut your hair prior to going. You're going to get a free haircut. Let it rage for the last few days that you can. Yeah, that's I made this point. mistake. I got a cut beforehand, and I was like, ah. Eh. Like, I, I think I remember thinking, like, well, you know, it's like one less thing for them to bother me about. But they don't remember who you are until you're in their, in their uh, flight or whatever it is. Yeah, if you go in, like, it doesn't, the, the Clippers are, uh, you know, they, they're going to cut you the same way no matter what. So you can, it's not like you can go in with an approved military hairstyle and they're going to go, oh, okay, we're going to leave that guy alone. Yeah. No, everybody gets, everybody gets the little fuzzy nugget and uh, that's Plus, about it. I, not to mention, it's like you, you slowly realize that little times like getting your haircut and stuff are actually great breaks. Like, yeah. if you didn't get your haircut, you'd be standing on, like, against the wall reading contrails. When in reality, you can just go sit down. You have some lady who doesn't speak a lick of English try and talk to you about what's going on at the academy, and you get to escape for, like, five minutes, so. Yeah. Uh, that also reminds me, do not, as if this is more so for priors and preppies, do not worry about bringing, like, your own old uniforms and stuff. I've seen the kids who... They were like an A1C, and they 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 think that they're going to save themselves money or something. It doesn't matter. They're going to charge you, and they're going to take all the money out anyways in the very end. And once again, it's just more stuff to bring. Just go get the fresh uniforms. Because I remember there were kids who they showed up, and they were like, oh, I brought my ABU top. Can I have them switch it out, the name tape? And then I don't buy, like, I don't have to buy the the ABUs from them. It doesn't work like that. It's like you go into a warehouse, there's seamstresses there. They already have everything set up, and you just get fitted and go through a line. So just don't, you don't need to bring anything. Yeah. It's just overkill. Same thing with boots. The boot thing has become kind of a meme in and of itself that people ask about, oh, should I bring boots? No, just don't, just don't worry about it. Yeah, good point. Uh. You got any more? Um. I'd say that's about it, but we're going to still keep going into FNBA, like, not necessarily I-Day stuff, but basic stuff, because we're going to do a con- con- consent disenroll of stuff to buy during basic from the C-Store. Yeah, so big picture, I mean, everybody everybody who's been there knows this, but every few weeks it feels like they take you to the cadet store, and they let you run rampant and buy whatever you want, but mm-hmm. then they kind of check your bag afterward and check your receipt to make sure you didn't just stuff, like, 30 Snickers in your bag. Um so this is kind of like we're going to talk about the basically cadet, cadet, cadet consent and disenroll. We're going to each give each other three items from the cadet store. We're going to have to make those decisions. Hey, you know what? Uh, just You made me think of something. Um, they really do check, but there's, are, there's two things about that. First of all, there's no rule. Like that rule of, oh, you can't buy this, I'm pretty sure that's just made up that you're not allowed to buy certain things. And then the second thing is, is I have a conspiracy theory that the only reason why they don't want you to buy like candy and snacks and stuff like that is not just because they don't want you to have it in your room, but because they don't want to disrupt the black market trade of boost. True. Because boost gets handed out to people and then it's used as like currency. If you got kids hoarding Snickers then guess what that does, it completely undervalues and undermines boost. And then before you know it, it's kind of like uh, the economy in Mexico. Where like the Mexican cartel is such a crutch for the economy, where they almost don't want to do anything about it, or else the government would have serious problems. Exactly. So, 
that's our conspiracy theory. But yeah, do you want me to? So you want me to give you your uh, Canadian consensus rules of yeah. stuff to buy? Let me hear it. All right, uh, number one, yes, you will be told that you can't buy stuff like candy. Uh, but the way to get around it, if you're a candy guy, and there were a few, they would buy the cough drops. And then the cadre said that they knew about that, and then they would say, oh, no, you can't buy cough drops. And then the Smos came in, and they were like, what, did somebody need a can of Gatorade? And they were like, no, we had a question, like, are we allowed to not have them have cough drops? And they would say no. So that's one. Uh, number two, baby powder. Okay. Fellas, as much as Colorado is dry, uh, your, how do I put this lightly, your body, because it's like everything gets trapped in with the ABUs, uh, becomes its own subclimate, like a biodome. <laughs> and even though it could be 50% relative humidity outside, you're looking at about 130% humidity uh, inside your pants there. So it's like <laughs> Amazon to the Sahara, like just that separation. So uh, baby powder. And then the last one is going to be um, Listerine slash hand sanitizer. Um, this is for the weirdo priors who the entire time during basic um, just say that they want to get a drink the entire time. And then they'll, like, whenever you have downtime, this was always a thing. They wanted to just prove that they were 21, so they'd ask all the cadre, like, hey, know of anywhere that I can get a drink after this? It's like, uh, dude, you got to go through dual year. No, leave me alone. And I'm no, I'm not drinking with you. Uh, and let's... So here's the another like twist I'm gonna put on this. These three things, you this is like all you're allowed to buy. So I'm I'm gonna say like you go into the store and you only have like you only have like ten bucks. So you can buy like a basics supply worth of one thing. You can buy one thing that lasts for like one day, and then you can't buy the other one. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. This actually was pretty easy for me. So you alluded to it, but I was a cough drop guy. So. I'm cadating cough drops. They had uh, the ones that tasted like menthol or whatever. Yeah. And they also had cherry, just straight up cherry. And it's pretty much like cherry candy. So you need a little spark at the end of the day. You just have a few cough drops, get a little cough drop buzz going. Um, So definitely cadating cough drops, no doubt in my mind. Um, Any thoughts on that before I move on? Uh, No, other than the fact that, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Cough drops is like the equivalent of if you go to the like the dentist and you get the candy afterwards. Well, it's like sugar-free candy or whatever. So I don't. I don't know. You also know I'm a big candy guy, though. So I, I do know that's one of your weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna consent the same kind of process. I'm consenting to Listerine okay. because it gets you that little flavor. Just a little. How you doing when you wake up? You just need a little yeah. pick me up. We'll switch around the Listerine. Maybe you get mint. Maybe you get uh, what's the other flavors? I don't even know. Wintergreen. Other mints, yeah, various types of mints. <laughs> Plus, it keeps your breath uh, nice and fresh after you pounded a, two two uh, bottles of illegal boost that you traded for from your the dude in the dorm room next to you. Well, um, and once again, if you need if you need to need to catch a little buzz, just maybe swallow the back end of that listerine, and that's yeah, it. Exactly, it's a nice little way to start the day at five a.m. Okay, I like that. I'm disenrolling baby powder, and I feel like you're going to be against this, but a lot of people are very pro baby powder you know they're like you have to get baby powder get that action going but i've never been a baby powder guy i've tried it it kind of cools you off down there it's a weird sensation but it also it also just kind of it it induced some chafing i guess is the best way to put it and i know it's supposed to stop the chafing but it kind of did the opposite for me 
No, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, for me, it was just like, it was really nice, especially when, uh, well, and this goes back, shout out to one of our buddies who brought this up, but it works really well if you have compression shorts. So when everything's like really in place and then you have it and you just dry it out, the only way I can describe it is sort of like, you know how when you get a pack of Big League Chew and it has that little bit of powder in it and it just keeps everything really nice and yeah. like separated? That's essentially <laughs> what's going on. That's a good point. While we're on the topic, the, the whitey tidies, the whitey tidy game during basic is brutal. Yeah. And there's no way around it. Yeah, well... Basically, the I mean, I know the question you're kind of setting me up for here is, can you or should you uh, bring your own your own underwear or like compression shorts? And my rule with that, if Cadre can't see it or if they're not supposed to be able to see it, I think it's fair game because then true. you just because it's always uh, and I don't I don't want to generalize here, but it's always the guys who seem a little bit creepy who kind of bring that up and get mad. They're like, oh, this is the underwear you're supposed to be doing. I'm like, wait, come on, let me alone. Like, dude, my tidy whities are brown. Like, I think I, need <laughs> I think I need to use something else. Yeah. This isn't working. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you just went through the assault course. Like, no, we haven't gone through the assault course yet. <laughs> it's like, for some reason, when I throw my laundry into that massive mesh bag that just gets thrown into a steaming hot, like... Uh, pot that everyone else's clothes are thrown into, it doesn't clean it very well. That is one of the greatest uh, rumors slash things about Yusafa is how they do dually laundry. Because <laughs> we need to talk about that for a second. Because that has, I know that's the rumor, is that they just take all of your clothes and just throw it into a big, like I think they, they <laughs> at Mitch's after they're done like yeah, boiling dude. the green beans. They drain the pot of green beans and then put in all your clothes and just dump in water and boil it to kill off whatever. I don't think that's what actually happens, but for whatever reason, like, whenever I get my clothes back, they would be clean, but they would smell worse than when I sent them in. Yeah. So it's just like the collective, it's one of those things where if you, the collective smell of everybody, if you don't smell as bad as that, then your clothes are just going to smell worse. So, um... Yeah, that's that's a weird thing. Like, where are they doing this laundry? That Nobody they're just dumping it in a vat. I think you know uh, when you're walking in between Fairchild or not Fairchild. Yeah, Fairchild and uh, Mitch, the Tizo, yeah. and there's like that dumpster area when you're walking oh, from yeah. Vandenberg to Saijon. Oh. I think somebody saw laundry being toted like around that area one time, and that was just the automatic assumption. Like it's just dropped down the trash bin and then into like a hot steamy. A uh, garbage can full of water. I know that I know that this like blatantly isn't true because you can physically see that it's not the lowest point of Usafa, but I feel like that is the lowest point of Usafa, like the lowest point in terms of far, far above that of West Point or Annapolis, because that's where everything just collects. Like the liquids that I've seen forming outside of the the loading dock, where they have all the the tr dumpsters from all the Mitch's trash. And then just, like, the drainage that's coming off the Tizo. That's, like, where that every Mitch's some... worker has their smoke break, too. It's, like, a Dude, that is crazy some combo. foul stuff. Like, if you... Uh, well, I know, and I was going to say that's ironic, because I guarantee you, if you lit a match around there, there are some gases that would just blow that place to smithereens. Al so Gore would be disgusted. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a tiny, tiny hole in the ozone layer directly above that spot at Yusafa, <laughs> and it's not getting any better. It's, like, an actual phenomenon. Um, cool, so that's good. So you want to give me mine then? Yeah, so that was Nature Talk. And uh, okay. my three are wet wipes, um, okay. socks, okay. 
and a little backstory to this one, but in uh, basic training, or everyone kind of gets freaked out about going to the bathroom during basic to the point where like they are afraid to go outside their room and it's before they realize that the sink is the most viable option. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been multiple stories of kids resorting to using their canteens or their camelbacks mm-hmm. to relieve themselves. So then kids go back and like rebuy camelbacks at the C store. So wet wipe, socks, and camelback. Okay, uh, right on the back, I'm going to disenroll um, the socks because my whole thing was if you don't have enough socks, you just kind of, like, it's it's just equity. That's kind of how it works at USAFA. You just take it from somebody else. If your socks aren't working, just take your buddies. Um, you do that with everything when you go to turn in stuff for graduation, when you are, when you owe stuff back to, uh, like flight issue, you take it from the class below you. Um, so socks are just one of those things that you can get from anybody else. You can't necessarily get, um, another camelback, especially if it's well known that people have been peeing in theirs and kids are weird. I can see my whole thing is once, um, any human waste, whether it be urine or fecal matter touches something, I'm out. That's, that's game over. That's either used, that's marked then, it's either going to be reused for more, uh, usually pee. I think if there's any kind of poop on it, you got to throw it away. But maybe if you want to have like a pee camelback, um, but you should designate those. Yeah, just kind of designate those. Um, so you can't really use your buddies ever, and I think that's an important lesson to learn. So I would say that I'm going to consent to the camelback. Because I think that'd be smart, and that'd be a really good way to go through basic by having a uh, by having a second camelback used for pee. So you got the one on your back, but make sure you mark them because you got the one on your back. I was going to say that's a dangerous game you're playing. Well, then what you do is you just kind of like I don't know, maybe get some tape uh, and tape over like the the mouthpiece of the pee one. But I do like I have here's the image that just crossed into my mind when you basically said that is imagine you know how they have the water buffaloes out in Jack's Valley with like six spigots. Yeah. Well, you have another kid who's standing over, and it's like <laughs> it looks like he's filling up his camelback, and everyone's like, "Hey, there's no spigot there," and then he's just peeing in his camelback. And you're like, "Hey, like, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, just filling up my camelback." And he walks over, and the cadre are like, "Oh, that kid must be magical or something." Um, and then yeah, I'm gonna consent, or no, I'm gonna uh, create wet wipes because wet wipes are super versatile. You can use them to clean for Sammy's. You can clean your face with them, and you can clean your butt with them. And you can clean your hands after you uh, decide to cut open the chemicals from, like, your MRE heat pack and play with them and roll yeah. them around your hands and stuff. So Very versatile. Yeah, so that's that's my stuff. How'd I do? I did really well on that, actually, so I'm just going to pat myself You did back. great. Yeah, I was going to say that before you did. Yeah, awesome. All right, uh, moving on, we're going to do soups list. So <clears throat> it's that time of year. It's about ESET time, um, and we're going to talk about, don't worry about it, guys. If you're going to be spending a few nights sleeping on the woods, you'll probably be okay. I don't know the statistics on how many people have been attacked, but we're going to do a soups list of deadly animals in the woods during ESET. What was, excited uh, for that. What was, the, what was ESET called before? CST. Okay. I just want to make sure we're, all, we're encompassing everybody. And for the old nugs, it, it was, I think it was just straight up sear. Really, right? Yeah, it was sear. So. Well, supposedly, this might be a rumor, but supposedly back in the day, like in the 80s, 70s, um, if you did sear at Yusafa, you were good to go, like for 
Yeah, back, back, in, in, back when it was hard. Yeah. Classic. Um, okay. So I'm going to, you want to seesaw it and I'll go first? Sure. Uh, my first one is coyotes. So coyotes are basically just wild dogs. They're not wolves. I don't know if any, I'm sure if there's any people who like hunt or do outdoorsy stuff, you all know that. But when I was in, uh, when I was a cadre, we were sleeping out in the middle of the woods somewhere in Jack's Valley. And, uh, I heard like coyote puppies and I was like, well, they sound really adorable. But then I heard a coyote mom. This is like at three in the morning. And so, uh, for me, it was dangerous because if I hear a puppy, I'm all in. Like, I'm oh, going to yeah. go get that. I'm going to pet puppy, it. puppy, coyote oh, yeah. puppy. Oh, yeah. So, that's what I was about to go do. And then, um, you know, I basically realized that it was just a trap and that the coyote mom wanted to, like, eat me or whatever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so stay away from those. And there are a lot of them out there. So, just want to let you guys know that at any given time, you're in pretty grave danger if you stumble upon a falcon pup of coyote descent (laughs) that's a good one uh my first one is cacti okay so colorado gets cold which originally to me was like there's there can't be cactus if it gets cold it's not the way it works yeah Uh, i'm not from the desert but i'm like that's there's cactus where there's no water and where it's hot so i get out to basically we did our little evasion thing finally get to take our first first seat I sit down on what looks like a rock, and I sat directly on a cactus about nice. 30 minutes into ESA, and uh, yeah. spent that night getting very close to a friend of mine who used his flashlight and a pair of tweezers to pick the uh, the prickers out of my ass, so it was a good start. That's really nice. And actually, you're right. So being that we're both East Coast kids, everything that I knew about uh, like Colorado and desert was basically from cartoons, so... <laughs> I didn't know that, like, like I think it's crazy kids from the Southwest and kids from Colorado grew up around tumbleweeds. I thought that was something that, like, Walt Disney or the Looney Tunes made up. <laughs> and same thing with, like, cactuses. I thought that those were just, like, in the Wiley, like, the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote yeah, stuff. Yeah, So, uh... Also yeah. didn't know cactuses were just, like, on the ground. Like, I, I thought they all were, like, six feet high with the two stereotypical arms. Yeah. Those are called Sabaro cactuses. There's a commercial about it now. Wow. The more you know. I don't know if that's true, but there is a commercial. Sounds sounds right. right. Uh, My second one is... I was going to do snakes, but I'm going to say bears. Uh, I feel like everybody at Yusafa saw a bear, except me. I never once saw a bear. (laughs) Uh, So I was never in danger of this, but we would always get emails saying, like, oh, there's a bear over by the trash compactor, or there would be somebody who said... Oh, there were bear sightings last night. And I was always like, man, I want to see a bear. Because, once again, this kind of goes back to the coyote thing. They're just gigantic pups. Yep. So, yep. Um, It'd yeah, be hard not to approach one. I, I didn't see a bear either. And it gets to the point where it'd be like, there's a bear by the by the, uh, the bear by the the bear CQ. And I'd go out to see if there's a bear there, and there were no bear. So No bear. They're like, oh, you just missed them. Yeah. <laughs> Very elusive, that 350-pound <laughs> brown thing. <laughs> all right what do you got next my next one is uh the common house fly mm. I, don't, I don't know if it was actually a house fly but it's hot you're trying to nap because you have nothing else to do and you could cover your body literally in a tarp and they would somehow find a way to touch you and it was yeah. it's just the most annoying thing in the world because now you're covering yourself up making yourself even hotter but if you yeah. don't then there's going to be flies all over you mm-hmm 
Completely agree with that. Um, actually, just the bugs in general, they're gross. And that's why is the whole thing, I gotta say, the big thing of it during ESET and CST and all that is eating bugs. And it's not, they all the, uh, the SEER guys would say, oh yeah, you gotta eat the bugs. You know, they're a great source of protein. Yeah, if you catch 5,000 of them, they're a great source of protein. <laughs> and then the, what's the other big thing that everybody says about eating ants? What do ants like taste like? Yeah. Tastes like lemon drops. They do not taste like lemon drops. It's because they have, like, fire acid in them. And I taste <laughs> it, and I'm like, no. There's no there's no lemon taste here. And then um, after that, someone said that grasshoppers taste like peanut butter. And I was like, if you guys are that off on ants, I am not trying your peanut butter grasshopper. Because I know that thing does not taste like a Reese's. So, yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah, so that's the big thing about bugs. Like, don't listen to all the hype. Ants don't taste like anything like that. Uh, my last one is humans, the most dangerous animal. Um, humans that you're going to see out in CST that are going to be dangerous to you. Uh, they're going to be AMTs. There's a lot of them. Uh, AMTs, and I, I want to apologize to any AMTs if I'm ruining your racket right now. ESET is their time to shine. It is the biggest racket that they run. What they do is they go out and they hang out in like the CST village and all they do is ride four-wheelers and rangers all day <laughs> and make cadets do stuff for them. And more power to them. It's awesome. But it's like they just they love it and it's their favorite thing and they just go out and yell at kids and tell them to do stuff and tell them that they can't go home until like way later than every other program at USAFA. And, um, I'll never forget that I basically was on being manhunted with my buddy cause we went out to the OAR concert the night before at Red Rocks and we're really hungover and we were supposed to be doing a land nav thing and we just went in the woods, like into the woods and took a nap. And so we had AMTs <laughs> looking for us on ATVs. And this is when you weren't even, you were a cadre, you weren't even participating. Oh yeah. yeah. But we were well known as, uh, as do nothings, if you will. <laughs> so that was yeah mine's kind of my last one's kind of along the same lines it's uh the kid in your group that thinks he knows everything about nature and camping and he's oh my like God. trying to make you guys he's like looking at the moss on the on the rocks and stuff and you're like dude this is a run out the clock type of situation like we know we're not going to be here forever it's, it's four or five days let's just survive and then i'm going to chick-fil-a immediately after so please just chill on like making a bow to make us a fire yeah, they're always, uh, yeah, they're usually like Eagle Scouts. And then th those are the kids who always have something illegal, too. Like, dude, why do you have a 14 inch Bowie knife? Yeah. Like, well, this might help us. I'm like, yeah, but like, why do you have it? And I brought it from home. Like, you live at Yusafa. So, yeah, that's funny. Um, cool. So, that's pretty much all of our segments that we got for today. Uh, just moving on through summer. It's, those, it's the doggy days. It was like, I'm. Um, undisclosed location right now but it's uh it's like 105 here and it's like really really hot so i'm sure it's the exact same at usafa uh everybody's gearing up though i know they're doing all the practice marching marching is like 90 percent of what you do for the first two weeks at usafa when you get there for basic anyways um but why don't you hit them with minutes i know we say this every time but we actually in stock, ready to go. We're going to be putting a few announcements out there soon, but we have a lot of cool stuff on fastneatbelowaverage.com. Spell average, A-V-G, fastneatbelowavg.com. Uh, we have the 2018 football season t-shirt. We've got some cool, like, lifestyle t-shirts. We also have a challenge coin, which 
can also be used to open beer and punch perfect holes to shotgun beer. Uh, for all you all you interested in that out there, we have we have sunglass croquis, we have koozies, we have flags, we have pretty much everything you can imagine. It's almost Father's Day. Go get your father, you know, something from FNBA to show show him how much you love him. Um, go get our hockey dad something from FNBA to show him how much you love him as well. And yeah, but don't really, don't send it hip to him if you do send it to him from us. Yes, exactly. So uh, yeah, the opportunities are endless. That's all I'm trying to say. And uh, we'll be sure. announcing some stuff out there pretty soon. Awesome. Cool. That's all we got for this week. So yeah, I can be a pilot at the Air Force Academy. I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. Yeah.